0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another uh, market open live stream. So today we got to figure out when is this stock market pain going to end? Uh, and one of the things that uh, I think is very interesting is uh, looking at uh, when when we have uh, supply chains catch back up and inventory catch back up. Do we actually think that prices are going to come down? That that is the big question: is that when will businesses stop raising prices? Because when businesses stop raising prices. Then uh, and consumers stop essentially being willing to pay these higher prices. And then maybe we could finally see a relaxation uh, of of, uh, of of the inflationary concerns. Uh, and when we have less inflationary concerns and no concerns about global growth, then maybe things just settle down. Uh, well, what's fascinating is uh, we had Peloton give us a little bit of an example today. So a Peloton this morning reported earnings and uh, I. I you know, don't don't know if you need a lot of uh, uh, a lot of help to uh, guess <laughs> whether those earnings were good or bad. Uh, but I will uh, go ahead and tell you exactly <laughs> what they were. Uh, Peloton uh, ended up uh, confirming that their CEO will be stepping down. They uh, uh, fell about 12% uh, in pre-market uh, at some of the, the right when they uh, initially announced uh, their, their losses. Uh, Peloton is cutting about 2,800 jobs, affecting about 20% of uh, corporate positions. Uh, we've got, let's see here, Peloton to cut roughly 800 million in annual costs and reduce capital expenditures by 150 mil. And you've got, and, and I know this is Peloton, right? So it's, uh, it's kind of like, okay, well, we we, we we know things are bad at Peloton. But what's, what was really fascinating uh, out of, you know, the numbers that we got wasn't so much that obviously they're cutting jobs, their CEO is stepping down, uh, their, their losses, uh, their projected next quarter losses are going to be somewhere between 125 to 140 mil rather than the 18 mil that was expected. Uh, their revenue is is going to be somewhere around twenty to thirty percent less than expected based on their guidance. Uh, their their forecast for the year was down about twenty percent. I mean everything was pretty pretty miserable uh, <clears throat> in the uh, in the Peloton quarter. Uh, they even had less uh, digital subscribers than expected. They had eight hundred sixty two thousand digital uh, subscribers versus the nine hundred six thousand expected. But what was really incredible was After all of the dust settled of their earnings call, they said, hey, what about all of the inventory y'all have? What about all of these extra bikes? Why don't you just do what Kathy Wood says and sell the bikes cheaper so you could get more customers? And what happened? The answer was no. They are going to use this extra supply to sell it over time. At full price, they don't actually expect to lower prices. Uh, if anything, <laughs> it seems like they're kind of implying, just like all the other companies, that they have pricing power, and that even though Peloton's getting destroyed, uh, it, you know, via, via this last earnings, what are they doing? They're saying, nah, we don't need to cut prices. It's not the prices; <laughs> the prices can stay high. Uh, and that that to me was really, really surprising. Uh, so when I when I was read, you know, they, they just had their earnings called. Uh, and so a lot of folks have been paying attention to this one because Peloton's obviously been a big story here. Uh, and uh, that's that's crazy. So it, that kind of makes me wonder, okay, at what point do we actually see prices uh, come down? Now, one of the cool things about, I know I say cool thing, it's kind of harsh to do, but one of the cool things about inflation is that if prices just stay high, like, for example, Peloton, you know, and, and they've actually been reducing the cost of their bike over the last uh 6 to 12 months. But one of the neat things is, if they uh, keep prices stable, if manufacturers keep prices stable and and, and they don't uh, actually uh, raise prices, then inflation ends up staying flat and we end up with zero inflation, right? The issue is, does our economy slow at the same time inflation slows? Uh, And and then, do we then go into a slowing economy uh, or a a potentially recessionary economy? Or, does the economy keep booming inflation keeps going and, and then we end up getting squeezed into uh, a more difficult uh, tightening period uh, you know it's, it, one of the things that's funny is uh, a lot of folks and we were talking about this yesterday as well a lot of folks keep making this argument that hey like the federal reserve's tightening cycle it's priced in like don't worry about it the market's already pricing in five rate hikes some people say seven rate hikes the market seems okay with seven or with with five who cares whatever yeah the problem is uh, those might not be anywhere near enough. The fact that five rate hikes gets us to, you know, 1.25% is still a joke uh, compared to where we were when we cut rates during the pandemic. I, I mean, I, I'll never forget the day we, we were like two and a quarter percent in, in rates. And Jerome Powell on a Sunday frantically cuts rates to zero. I'm like, oh, man, Jade Powell doing work on a Sunday? refinance everything. <laughs> We're about to go shopping. Uh, that was very true. But anyway, uh, Harley-Davidson also uh, provided some uh, some guidance here. Uh, they mentioned that in the first quarter here, their chip availability remains uh, challenged, that uh, moderate chip availability improvement is expected in the latter half of 2022. Uh, now that's moderate chip availability improvement. Uh, and I'm seeing this a lot, by the way, is that they're not saying things are going to be solved by the second by, by the second half of 2022 just that things should hopefully get better which is good you know we're, we're just seeing a little bit of a, some peaking and in, in used car prices as well uh q4 motorcycle shipments uh coming in at 29,000 versus uh just under 20,000 000, uh, 000 estimated so really nice beat harley davidson uh, davidson's actually up nine it was up nine percent at one point here uh adjusted eps beat uh revenue beat and they do see let's see what else do we have here uh operating margin improvement i mean again raising prices <laughs> and okay let's see here if there's any other note here not really yeah okay still expecting five to ten percent revenue growth for the year yeah so uh emerging oh that's interesting North American motorcycle sales up 8%, but emerging market, uh, motorcycle sales down 7%, you know, it's kind of like possibly, and I'm not sure how much China or, uh, Harley Davidson, I, I, I don't invest in Harley, so I, I don't know. But one of the things that I'd, I'd be thinking of that I'd want to look at is how much does Harley sell in, in a place like China or how, how many motorcycles get sold in a place like China? And uh, in, in how much are we really seeing that economy slow down in China? Because that's that's another thing I think gets missed. I mean, you know, I know Ray Dalio is is a, a big bull on on China. Hey, prices are low. Uh, the government's accommodative. Their a central bank is accommodative. That's great. But if your economy is starting to flounder under the uh, real estate debt crisis of Evergrande, yeah, that's, that's scary. Uh, and that's, I mean, I know there are a lot of folks who are like, ah, everything's going to be fine with Evergrande. Uh, and, and, and you know, so far, things have been playing out decently, but you know, who knows if that's just the canary in the coal mine for, uh, uh, for a debt crisis in China. And uh, I, I don't know if, if betting on China uh, and, and that recovery of that consumer, and I've been saying that this is not new. I mean, I've been saying this for like six months. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous about that re- uh, the recovery in China. Uh, I mean, you even had CAT sell off like 6.6% today in China. That's the uh, the battery facility. Uh, Tesla actually buys a lot of batteries uh, from them. It's down 6.6% today. It's a massive battery company. it's crazy. crazy. Uh, I, I, I try to look at the Chinese markets as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, treasuries. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So uh, a little bit more drama uh, in the treasuries market. Let's see, we've got, uh, the Dow's actually up almost a quarter of a percent right now, Uh, but uh, we've got S&P roughly flat, NASDAQ coming down about 0.2%, and we have oil relaxing a little bit. Uh, This relaxation in oil uh, not only came with this U.S.-Iran talk, but also when uh, Macron, uh, president of France, uh, seems to be uh, talking potentially Putin off of the ledge, Uh, who knows? You know, you get so much so much confusing information. Uh, like, uh, apparently, uh, there were reports that uh, Russia is sending more blood to the front lines, and it's like, really? So then you look up the shelf life of blood, and it's like, oh, okay, well, if you freeze it, it could actually last years, uh, depending on what coagulants you use and such. So so maybe, maybe that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But anyway, um, uh, a little, little bit of a relaxation here in oil, but that has not helped this, uh, and that is the uh, the 10-year treasury bond. This, by the way, is what affects uh, mortgage interest rates. And it's just every day. It's just been ticking up uh, in, in February here. So uh, right now sitting at 1.95. I and mean, We are almost uh, at 2% here. So w- w- what's wild to me, though, is that the break-even rates haven't really moved. I'm going to take another peek here. Let's see. Let's do five-year. I am even mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, five-year break evens, by the way, are your inflation expectations. You take the difference of the yield and tips, which are negative, and no, they're stable. It's really, it's quite odd, yeah, yeah that the the break-even rates are are remaining stable. I, I actually find that concerning because we get more and more information that in, inflation uh, and, and pricing power of businesses is is stronger, and inflation is expected to come in higher. And the break-even rates aren't moving. And and to me, one of the reasons that's potentially concerning is either the bond market knows that it's all going to go away, that inflation's going to go away, and it's all going to be okay, or we're actually not properly pricing in uh, the the amount of inflation that could happen. Now, you kind of have to pick your own side on that one. All right, let me try 10-2. 10-year, 2-year. 10-year, 2-year. So the 10-2 is also the yield curve, and that's some see it as an indicator a recession indicator right the, the more it goes to zero the more likely we have uh, a recession uh okay so uh, yeah i mean february it's been pretty low uh it's it's bobbed up a tiny little bit like if you really want to get into like the week it's bobbed up a tiny little bit within february uh which is nice we want to get that get, get the yield curve uh, uh wider it's a little bit more of a sign of a stronger economy but uh, it, it really, the, the nature of that is that you don't really want to get compensated uh, more for a two more or even close to uh, for a two-year bond as you would for a 10-year bond. This doesn't make sense, right? You would expect to get paid a lot more for a 10-year. And so when you see the difference between the two converge to zero, it's like, wait a minute, that's, that's a sign of, of some bad expectations and, and uh, some, some more flight to safety in the short term kind of weird especially since we know rates are going up and, and it's like why would you flee the bonds right now I I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> uh all right so uh let's see here talked about uh, yeah so okay title when when, when does the uh the, the wobble so to speak end uh, the wobble really ends not just when we see certain categories uh start uh, of, of pricing start becoming in uh, coming in weaker like uh, what, what we've seen with with used cars it doesn't just end when some categories start turning negative. Probably not going to be enough. We're going to need to see that uh, wages and rents and a large portion of the other categories are relatively starting to inflect to the downside in terms of pricing. And when that occurs, that I think is when when uh, when we get a little bit more enthusiastic about uh, markets or. Uh, JP well which could actually lead to uh, so it could happen at the same time rather than or it could be an and. Uh, JPOW you know relaxes a little bit some of the uh, monetary tightening and uh, we end up in just a uh, you know continued continuous uh, continuously accommodative uh, monetary regime. So uh, another one that was interesting was Cisco. Uh, unlike Tyson, uh, the the meat manufacturer, and I don't know everything that uh, Cisco does. Let's see here. I thought they make like cooking oils and stuff like that. Let me see. S-Y-S-C-O. Wholesale restaurant food distributor. Uh huh. Marketing and distributing food products, smallwares, kitchen equipment, tabletop to restaurant. Interesting. Okay. So, So they're, okay, they're they're like logistics, got it. So they don't necessarily make the food. Okay, got it. All right, so this company saw uh, their sales actually uh, increase, 16.3 billion versus 15.9 just this morning. Their earnings, though, actually came in lower, 57 cents versus 70 cents. And uh, they blamed the COVID environment for higher costs. Uh yeah, I uh, They haven't mentioned anything else. That's interesting. All right. Uh okay. All right. So what else? Well, let's see here. So we talked about Ukraine. Uh let's see. We talked about oh uh, we have not yet talked about uh NVIDIA is now officially uh abandoned. The uh, $66 billion purchase of SoftBank's arm, uh, bowing to regulatory pressure. Kathy, or uh, Apple, uh, Apple picked up AI music. Mm. Ooh, Kathy Wood offloaded the most Twitter shares since last May, just days before earnings. It's interesting because, I mean, that seems relatively consistent with what she said in her last video which uh, was was her expectation that uh, the, consu- the consumers are actually slowing down. Oh, wow. Yeah. On RK, she uploaded 3.6 million shares. What is that now? Like 40 bucks? let see. Twitter uh, $36. So 3.6 million times $36. That's about $130 million worth right there of Twitter. Plus another 300K shares in W. Wow. That's quite interesting. Uh, hmm. All right. Interesting. And she bought more Roblox. Uh, and actually, she's buying Tesla again, which is very interesting because she's been selling and she bought 20, almost 24,000 shares of Tesla. It's really fascinating because she had been selling Tesla like crazy and uh now now it's like she's picking it up again a little bit and, and the pricing hasn't been like horribly different I mean maybe it's a little bit lower right now but uh it it just I think she's been getting a lot of pressure about like hey why why are you selling and lowering your allocation to your winners like Tesla uh you know when, when those are the ones that that kind of set up your fund right uh or or, or specifically Tesla I, I don't know but anyway so she did a little bit of buying yesterday all right, so Tesla over Twitter, I that is also a bet that I would make, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what do we got? Let's let's take a look at some of this. Uh Let's see here. All right, so Faraday Futures uh, is actually up four percent. Hmm, Faraday's at four dollars though. Wow, four point two dollars. Geez. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines up a couple percent. Uh, look at the Peloton rebound. My goodness, it fell in the after hours a lot. It's actually up 2% right now. That's kind of funny. Yeah, look at this. You you closed yesterday here at about 29.50. It fell all the way to 25.60, and then it's just immediate bye-bye bye-bye bye buy. buy, 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 buy. <laughs> so it's actually positive after these terrible uh, earnings. It is possible, and, and sometimes th- this happens on purpose, it is possible that the CEO leaving uh, is, is is enough for markets to say, "Hey, you know what? Okay, all right, we're gonna give this, uh, we're gonna give this a shot," and we still have those acquisition uh, potentials, so we're gonna keep betting on this one. But that's that's quite odd. Soaring costs for vegetable oils are an ever-growing threat to India's effort to bring inflation under control. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good. So let's see here. <laughs> okay, the dollar index is not dropping. Somebody donated five dollars to say the dollar index is not dropping, showing a shortage of a dollar shortage. Well, I, I think there's there's a, uh, you know, even though we poop on the dollar, it, it's still deemed to be one of the safest assets in the world. Uh, you know, and and, and I, I really get tired about the argument that. And, and you hear this one all over, but it's quite interesting. You know, we regularly hear that, oh, well, I mean, if there's high inflation, you don't want to be in cash because your purchasing power goes down. Well, that only matters, and that's only true if what you're buying is becoming more expensive. <clears throat> if what you want to buy is becoming less expensive, your purchasing power is going up. That's <laughs> yeah, deflation. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's quite interesting. You know, the dollar not dropping is, is probably a sign of just uh, global concerns and global nervousness. So all right, let's see here. Okay, so Tattoo Chef's at twelve bucks. Ooh, uh, Aurora Cannabis. Wow, Aurora Cannabis at four dollars and twenty cents. Wasn't this like a thirty-dollar company at one point? Uh, no, no, never mind. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm thinking way back. Yeah, well, I mean, way back, but that was in nineteen, huh? huh. I don't know. It's cannabis. A lot of bets were made on Biden. A lot of bets were made on Biden that uh, something was going to be able to happen there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. Canadian Power, one puts. So, okay, in terms of what we have in green here, beyond LIDAR, uh, AI, open source. far we saw yesterday yesterday we had really interesting start where where everything just ran uh the first the first 10 minutes uh lasted for about an hour hour and a half and, and then really started bleeding down and selling down mid to uh end of day uh, at the end of the day sell down is always a bummer especially if you're trading and you're, you're holding on but uh yeah, let's see backed holdings had an insane day yesterday, I mean up 33%, but also down 6% right now. And that's you know oftentimes what you get here is you get a lot of speculation that oh well BTC just ran so much over the weekend, maybe it'll just keep running it. It really hasn't been. Uh, and keep in mind if you want to trade, uh, FTX also has an app. Uh, I know you' all know that live streams brought to you by FTX, which is in the US, you can go to metkevincom U.S., but check out their uh, trading platform and their app. The app is absolutely beautiful, by the way. Really, really cool. Uh, check that out. And links down below. So, uh, look at Airbnb, 3.9%. Simon Property Group, 3%. Simon Property Group reported. Uh, I read the earnings call, and I have to say, it was the most boring uh, app. Uh, or I'm sorry. It was the most boring earnings call that I, uh, I, I really ever read because... They literally didn't tell us anything. Uh, I mean, it was so terrible, uh, just about how they were, you know, trying to uh, raise lease rates, but they were having pricing difficulties, which is not a surprise. Like, the only companies that I'm seeing saying they have pricing challenges are like commercial landlords, and and by commercial, I should clarify, like office space landlords, right, or or um, retail. Yeah that's the only place I'm seeing weakness, but not in, not in real estate, not a, a, like uh housing is, is just on freaking fire. It's nuts. Um, anyway. Okay. So let's see here. You know, what's, what I thought was really interesting as well is yesterday, everybody was quoting this JPM guy that I talked about also at the beginning of the day, this JP Morgan guy was like, Oh, uh, we, uh, you know, we think now, uh, you know, we think there's too much fear priced into the market. It's time to buy stocks. And, uh, that was yesterday. So you get an analyst at JP Morgan's like, it's, we're, we're at a bottom buy, buy everything. Right. And then today, literally the next day, they put somebody else on the news also from JP Morgan. And it says, The Fed may destabilize markets if it turns more aggressive and unpredictable, said David Kelly, chief global strategist at JP Morgan. Its messaging is, quote, frankly worrying, end quote, and may lead to a flatter yield curve and tighter or or trigger concerns that the economy will slow too much in March of 2023, and that investors should prepare to switch towards long duration assets and tilt toward value and global stocks. Dude. Why did they put these people from JP Morgan up? JP Morgan's pissing me off. Now I've complained about JP Morgan a lot in the past. Uh, now I'm complaining about them even more because this is just like, now you're just messing with people's emotions. This is wrong. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when JP Morgan's like, Nicola, yes, we are investing in Nicola. Why? Because it has a great story. Like that was a sign of a bubble right there. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we're investing in, in this, Startup because it has a good story. What freaking morons? Uh, anyway, so let's see here. Uh, okay, not too much drama, really, though. I mean, Simon Property Group, Snapchat, Pfizer, these guys down three to five percent. I'm gonna go look really quick what Pfizer's complaining about because they just had earnings. So let's see what Pfizer's beef is. Uh, Okay, let's go Pfizer. There we go. PFE. All right. Yeah, I I know there are different people who work at JPM with different opinions, but what you have to realize is people just put on Twitter – JP Morgan says this, and then JP Morgan says it. You know, it's 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 the summary that people give. And nobody's actually quoting the name of the analyst, right? <laughs> uh, it, 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 you know, it should be like you're right. I mean, they should say like, oh, one random analyst thinks this. The chief investment officer of Global Strategies at JPM thinks this. That's fine. But but usually you know, that's not what you see on Twitter. It's pretty bad. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Okay, so Pfizer. Pfizer see- oh, oh, get ready for this one. You all gonna love this one. Pfizer sees need for another booster shot, says top scientist. Mm. Get ready. <laughs> uh let's see here. I'm working to develop meanwhile, they're working to develop a new COVID treatment. <laughs> uh yeah. You know, I, I don't know. We, I'll tell you, Lauren was pissed yesterday. Uh, we, she was like, why is it that I still, because she, she had COVID at the beginning of the year. It was like January 1st. It was a nice New Year's gift. Anyway, she's like, why is it that, she says this, I got COVID the worst, yet I just got a booster, you know, a month ago. Like literally perfect timing to have the best defenses. So she's triple vaxxed, uh, you know, gets a booster a month before and, uh, and, and has, and has not only bad symptoms, but, uh, you know, it wasn't terrible, it was omni, uh, but, uh, but now lingering feelings, like she's had to double her asthma medication, just as an example, which is part of kind of just like COVID still remaining in your system. Anyway, she's complaining about that yesterday. And I'm like, wow, it sucks. You know, I mean, who knows, you know, it could have always been worse. Right. But anyway, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. So let's see here. What else did they what the that Pfizer tell us? Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Talking about Paxlovid, the uh, pill for COVID. Uh, it looks like their revenue forecast missed. Sees twenty twenty two revenue at a midpoint of about hundred bill, and the estimate was one oh six. Revenue came in in the fourth quarter at 23.8 versus a 24.18 expected. So, okay, looks like slight miss there. So, that just came in this morning. The morning earnings are fun. <laughs> Pfizer sees a need for more profit. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. They'll cancel you. <laughs> You should have a backup streaming platform before you get Joe Rogan. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. All right. So let's uh we're gonna quickly see what suits are saying here. Let's see. Surging yields have yet to do the tricks for the trick for banks. Mm-hmm. Hedge funds, blah 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 blah. All right, whatever. Uh, okay, so we're a minute away from the open. Uh, if if we have anything like what happened in China, it's going to suck today. But uh, hopefully not. Hopefully it goes well. So we'll see. Uh, and, and China's not the best indicator for what's going to happen in the U.S. Not that that was in my Titanic video or anything. <laughs> not kidding. So. Yeah, let's take a look at some of the indices as we go in. Okay, so, so far, no, no like, euphoria coming, uh, at least to the NASDAQ uh, in the minute here before, uh, before the open. SPY sitting at uh, down about 0.12. Arc down 0.86 here. And Tesla, I think, is down fractionally as well. Yeah, barely 0.13. Who cares? All right, well... Let's see what happens. And remember, this video is brought to you by FTX. Check out their links in the description down below for trading crypto, which has been a lot of volatility, a lot of money to be made in trading crypto. If you trade it. Anyway, let's get the bell. It's going down. Go show you it is not past that kind of give up liquidation phase. Let's get the opening bell here. At the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, it's the NAACP. And the impact shares ETF. Celebrating Black History Month at the NASDAQ, Black Women On Boards, an organization celebrating 50 years of black women serving on public boards. So uh, some of the other names we have. I mean, that looks about 60% green there. That's not too miserable. We'll see how things are actually moving. Uh, I do want to look quickly while we wait for the first minute to stabilize here. The first minute's always a joke. Let's see here. I'm looking quickly at BP, which is a stock that's been killing it, and uh, which makes sense. Looks like they completed about 500 million of buybacks. They're going to continue to buy back their debt. This is from their earnings call. Uh, Increasing opportunities in the energy transition. Uh, Trying to see if there's anything else I can see here. Okay, here we go. So BP earnings, BP net came in at four point zero seven billion versus three point eight seven. So as expected, more profitable. They're going to do another one point five billion of share buybacks. I mean, they this just so freaking much money. Uh, their EPS beat. It's, just, it's no surprise. EPS rev, all this stuff beat, and they're trying to get to net zero by twenty twenty five. Oh, that's a nice thing to say. Anyway, see, yeah, this is this is why like the first minute I always think is funny because look at this like. This is Tesla, the divergence <laughs> right here at the open This is Velodyne. Uh, this, this yesterday we were looking at Velodyne. It was up like 48%. Remember yesterday uh, in after hours, folks were like, look at Velodyne. Look at Velodyne. And I uh, look and I'm like, okay, Amazon bought some warrants. Like why, why do we care? They bought some options. Uh, and the thing ran to like $7 a share yesterday. And I'm like, this is insane. I, I, I remember saying yesterday in the stream, I'm like, I, I don't understand this. I think this is nonsensical. They, they've they been business partners. This is no news to me. So it, it wasn't something I wanted to buy or trade by any means. Uh, and so you saw this insanity right here. And I do feel like it, in a thinly traded stock like this, I mean, look at this. During the open, the thing had traded 7,000 shares, you know. Uh, and, and, and so all of a sudden you get this, this insane volume higher than during the open in after hours. And, and the thing skyrockets like 50%. No surprise. The thing's just plummeting uh, back back to Earth here. Cause it's like, oh, was no news. So be careful about the smaller like penny stocks, especially thinly traded ones. These are the ones that could just totally ream you. Uh, you know, you think it's it's somehow really impressive news, it's just trash. Uh anyway, so uh okay. Uh, backed holdings selling down a little bit here, so a little bit of a crypto drawdown here. We've got uh, backed holdings down about nine percent. You know, what's also interesting is Robinhood was down yesterday, like the stock was down yesterday. I don't know if the app was down, uh, but it, it, anyway, they were down yesterday, at, while while a lot of the other trading brokers were actually up, uh, and now they're down again. Uh, kind of kind of painful there for Robinhood back to about 13 dollars. Uh, you know, I, uh, with, with crypto trading declines and like this, like never ending wait for crypto wallets, I don't think people are very enthused here. That sucks. Uh, snap down about 5.5, trying to rebound a little bit here on the minute. Let's see. Okay. So these are a large, Ooh, general motors. Why is GM dropping 5% of the open? That's interesting. Cloudflare had this insane run yesterday to like 116. And now down about 3.4%. Again, Rivian down a little bit here. Uh, That's actually a sharp drop here on Rivian, 2.8%. Just all of a sudden, is anything running? Let's try to find out where the trading theme is. How do you get Discord back? Go to discord.com, download the app, and then type into your browser, metkevin.com slash chat. So, nothing's really popping off here. Uh, you've got, you know, even AI slowed down a little bit. Alibaba. Alibaba's taking off. That's quite interesting. Uh, if anything, Alibaba's the, the mover right now. piton giving up. JPM's coming up a little bit. So, JPM, Alibaba. Those seem interesting right now. For, for runs. If you want a short. Look at Robin Hood. Jesus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Uh it's bad. Mm, okay. Blizzard. No, I don't let me see what Tesla was the one we were looking at first. Yeah, look at that. I mean, that it's just geez, down to it, it just fell down to 894. Now it's popping up again here. But I do think it's very, very interesting. This this the first minute is is such a disaster. Uh first minute or two. Uh, it really probably even extends to the first like 30 minutes. You try to get the direction of the market. It's just crazy. Uh, but anyway. Okay. So a firm does report this week, and so does N So these will be quite interesting. A firm's mostly flat right now. I believe N Phase is too. N Phase, yeah, down almost a percent here. Uh, and Dwack. Uh, Dwack. I mean, Dwack's sitting at 80 bucks. Like, you you can't can't be mad at Dwack. Dwack's been kicking butt. Okay, where'd GM go? General Motors. So, yeah, General Motors. I don't know what's happening here. I'm going to look this one up really quick. Let me see what the suits are saying. Oh, phase reports today. Is that so? Let me, let me see about that. Yeah, I was thinking about... I might actually play that one. And, uh, of course, send out an alert. Earnings when I when and if I do, uh, so today's earnings after the bell. So we cover, oh, yeah, ooh, uh, apps, Enphase, lift Travagal, Corsair, Expio Logistics. Ooh, yeah, that these these could be very we got a nice nice set there. Chipotle today, oh, wow, okay. Chipotle's always been the one that raises prices, even though their costs don't go up, <laughs> which is just more profit, right. And so that's an interesting uh, concept, uh, but I'd like to see some talk about chips and forecasts at Corsair gaming. Uh, so far, the gaming stocks have not been doing well, so we'll see. Uh want to see how the chips are affecting Enphase and how their new IQ 8s going. Obviously IPO or XPO logistics. Uh, when, when are we going to see some relaxation pain there? Uh, and then apps could be interesting for, for um, advertising and uh, uh, app dev but we'll see okay so let's quickly see what's going on with gm general motors all right general motors uh ford of course had to halt some production for mockies and, and some other vehicle production and gm uh uh-uh, downgraded by morgan stanley to equal weight from overweight, with a new price target cut down to $55 from $75. People put a lot of weight on these these ratings for it to move 5% after that. Gee, I guess all you have to do is really buy some puts and then put out a a new stock rating, and there you go. (laughs) It's terrible. But don't worry. We have an efficient market. Or at least that's the uh, hypothesis. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's see what the suits are saying right now. Let's see. Tech and healthcare stocks are poised to underperform today. Mm. Yeah. More talk about meta being the worst performer. Yeah. And this is also very interesting because I this is what I've been seeing too, is that I, the, 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 people sp- seem to be spending more money. Uh, so I always, I'm always looking for things that are the opposite of what, what, what I'm looking at, uh, as everyone knows, high inflation is one of the reasons why the fed has been worried about the stock market, uh, where the fed hasn't been worried about the stock market volatility and won't let it get in the way of rate hikes. But the other thing is that growth seems to be doing just fine. Not only is there no evidence of a slowdown. Ooh, that's a burn on Kathy wood. Uh, anyway, uh, some measures seem to be gathering steam. Uh, Neil Dutah. Of Renaissance macro research has been pointing out that anxiety about the pandemic is dropping, and people are planning travel more, and overall consumption still seems to be gathering steam. Right now, it doesn't look like the economy is going to be derailed by some rate hikes. And as such, the cycle is full speed ahead. See, I agree with that. Uh, i'm I'm looking for things that are saying, okay, the market's definitely slowing down, right? Uh, or the economy is slowing down. I don't like what Peter Schiff mentioned yesterday about the Atlanta Fed uh, real, like the GDP now uh, indicator for for Q1, but uh, I also don't fully know the mechanics of of how they measure that. And so I need to study that a little bit more. Uh, But uh, but other than that, it it seems like everywhere you look, people are spending more money. And we've got another stimmy check coming, right? I mean, that the second half of the child tax credit, that is a stimmy check. Now, somebody left a comment, you know, a couple days ago. They're like, oh, well, you know, I might be getting uh, $1,500 to $1,800 for my child, but uh, my tax refund this year is actually going to be less than I expected. And I'm like, the anecdote of what happened with your personal tax situation does not remove the fact that you are getting an additional fifteen dollars to $1,800 per child. It just means you either had less deductions or more income. It has literally... Literally, absolutely, nothing to do with the fact that you are getting this extra money. Nothing to do with that. You are getting this extra money. If you spent it because you had to pay more in taxes, that's your problem. Uh, But but that money is coming. So the anecdote of people's personal tax situations, I think, is is terrible. It's very, very uh, uneducated about taxes. But anyway, um, so, okay, let's see how the sticks are moving. All right, so I'm honestly surprised that Velodyne is still even 20% up. It's just it makes no sense. Check did great on earnings yesterday. I cannot believe though that Peloton is getting bought up after this disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see here, Amgen. Okay, Alibaba's still kicking it, killing it here. I mean this this is a uh, this this is a good good move here. Yeah, if you want to know my thoughts about crypto, watch the market open yesterday. I went through some good TA uh, and and my very clear thoughts. Uh, Simon Property trying to recover. Okay, I mean, this is a very benign open, I have to say. Like, nothing's really moving in an extreme way in either direction. I think this is just a, a tenuous market uh, or maybe I should say more like tentative market. Everybody's just kind of like, all right. What's the what are the inflation numbers going to look like? This is, here's Coinbase. Uh, and, and that's fair. You know that's Thursday morning. Uh, set your alarm Thursday morning five thirty a.m. That's going to be this be something. Look at that Tesla actually went positive. These little fluctuations mean very little. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it went from like negative point one to to positive point one here. So very, very little movement here, which is also some, quite frankly, a little bit of a frustrating market to, in some cases, trade in, unless you're taking advantage of certain option strategies, which, which take advantage of, of little movement. But if we're gonna have a little movement day here, it's certainly a lot harder to just swing a short or swing a, swing a long, uh, unless you're playing Alibaba. I mean, this one so far since the start has been doing very nice. And all of a sudden, Microvision's killing it, why? Let's take a look at what's going on with Microvision. If this is just trading activity, or what's going on over here, Kevin, you just going to ignore the deficit? What? Why? Who says I'm ignoring something? I understand that we have a juicy, juicy deficit. <laughs> what do you want me to say about it? Uh, all right, let's go MVis. MVis. You know, even the Pentagon yesterday was complaining about how it's taking them longer to figure out how much money they need from the government because inflation has been so bad that they're like, yeah, we we need a certain amount of missiles and the money that we got is not um, <laughs> uh, not going to be enough. <laughs> uh, lol. Yeah. Uh, Velodyne surge on Amazon Pack An overreaction. No kidding. That's literally what I said as it was happening. Thing went up sixty three percent at its high. That's insane. Uh, there's actually no news on Microvision, so it's possible that that people are just looking at, uh, you know, like Velodyne or whatever, and uh, they're they're uh, uh, what's it called uh, trading MVis because they think, oh, I honestly think the markets sometimes are just this stupid. It's just like, oh well, well Velodyne's up, you know. You know, what's not up is Microvision. It's a, it's another LiDAR company. Let's buy that one. It's, whatever. I mean, if you want to trade it, it's fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, if if, uh, if you're looking at it thinking, oh, this is going to be a long-term boost here to, to your Microvision, it will sink twice. I will sink twice. Uh, but it's doing very well right now. So if it is something to trade, Maybe who knows who knows. Maybe maybe you're getting the Velodyne people coming over. Uh okay. So is, is anything getting more extreme here? we got? Sympathy momentum. There you go. All right. <laughs> Stop. You do the journalist jobs, they're taking notes. That's funny. Um all right. GM's GM's still falling. Six percent here. Uh I think forward. If, if there's sympathy momentum, it's probably forward right now. Uh, I, I agree with, you know, if GM gets downgraded, it's like, oh, if GM gets downgraded, by Morgan Stanley and falls 5%, maybe Ford will too. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, okay. Robinhood's trying to recover from some of its pain here. Not a lot of deep red though. Uh, probably the indices I would guess are near flat or slightly up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, NASDAQ's 0.08%. Big deal. Spy 0.08%. Who cares? I mean, this is just a, Chill day, so Netflix and chill, or, we, or do we not say that anymore? <laughs> you know, what is running though is Peloton. I mean, look at this, it keeps pushing after just this disaster. It really started running when they confirmed that they were cutting jobs and getting rid of their CEO. It's kind of funny because in the Titanic video, uh, that, that I edited together, we have the Peloton CEO, right? He, he gets a label in there, it's kind of funny. Because, well, no, never mind. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, a lot of speculation again. The PITON speculation, like why why would this go up? Speculation about the acquisition, that's it. That's it. Uh, enthusiasm over, uh, over that potential acquisition. Uh, of course, Velodyne struggling over here. Alibaba still climbing nicely here. I mean, 5.6% on Alibaba. It's 121. It's where it was like a couple days ago. Yeah, see, we've kind of been bobbing around this floor over here. Yeah, Cheg's not even pulling a peloton here. You know, there's some someone wrote a Seeking Alpha article like Neo to become dominant in global EV market, and and like, don't get me wrong, I I love Neo, but dude, and I didn't. Maybe I should have read it, but I didn't read it. I'm like, what would possess you to say that at this point? It's no, it's not even close. Uh, like we, let's say that about Lucid. I don't know. Uh, and, and I like Neo. Again, I want to make that clear. I like Neo, but, but it's, it's, it's so relatively small still in the EV space. You know, well, so uh, 1.62. Yeah, there's, this is boring. The sticks aren't uh, moving that much. I guess you could have shorted snap. It's down about 5%, but, uh, not much other than. Python. Okay, let's let's go see if we can find some other news. Oh, there was a, a Baron's uh, article that I wanted to look at. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was actually bullish. So, so people keep telling me, Kevin, you got you got to be bullish. Okay. All right. Fine. So let's go read a bullish article. And okay. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's figure this out together. Despite jobs blowout. Here's a reason to bet on the less aggressive Fed. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm open-minded. Uh, let's see here. It, the January jobs report was too good in that blowout numbers, especially considering Omicron, intensify concerns over aggressive monetary policy tightening. But investors looking for a reason to believe the Fed won't be quite as hawkish as feared can find one in a separate, less buzzy data reported earlier this past week. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Revisions? All this is up, 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 up. That's fine. Uh, the, the 0.7% in average hourly earnings. We talked about that. The inflationary pressures, Phillips curve has risen from the dead. Okay. So where's the argument? Ah, okay. Here, the Phillips curve has come back with a vengeance, meaning that fast falling unemployment suggests ongoing, (coughs) excuse me, ongoing wage inflation. I, I don't know why that would be good, but okay. I mean, people making more money is a good thing, but not great for the Fed's purposes. Where's where's their argument here? Uh, Let's see here. Wait, Okay, there we go. Here's where the data becomes interesting. On Thursday, the Department of Labor separately reported that non-farm productivity and unit uh, labor costs soared at an annualized rate of 6.6% sequentially, almost double the rate that Wall Street expected. Now... Uh, One of the things, because I heard about this as well, one of my first reactions, and I don't know, but one of my first reactions to this is, did we have a change in labor productivity potentially because of, uh, because something changed with Omicron? You know, was was, was the people who worked, did they have to be more productive? Because I'm pretty sure average hourly uh, or average weekly hours worked went down. And if weekly hours worked went down... But we were still very productive, does that potentially mean productivity went up? Just depends how they measure productivity. Especially since they're annualizing it. Uh, this would be more like a 0.55-ish percent uh, you know, monthly gain. But anyway, uh, let's see here. Unit labor costs are super important. Okay, we, we know about that. Where is this about productivity? Uh, 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 employment cost index. Okay, senior combat... Yes. Cause for optimism. Well, I'm trying to get... Well, I don't... A surprising decline in the unit labor costs in the fourth quarter suggests inflationary pressures could ease. Okay. So they're saying a couple things. One, productivity and a decline in the employment cost index, which slowed unexpectedly uh, in the fourth quarter. Which is weird because l- labor prices actually it went up, which is interesting. So I, I, I'm going to have to break this apart a little bit more. Uh, I... Productivity running at three and a half percent is no doubt optimistic. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I want to feel good, uh, but uh, I think that's going to require a little bit more, a little bit more searching. Man, I should have shorted this. Look at Velodyne. I knew it was stupid. I don't even know if it lets me short. Does it? Let's see. I mean, I'm not going to short it at this point anymore. <clears throat> All right. Let's see here. Hmm, does it? Well, I guess I guess it would. Yeah, darn. Or at, at least the prompt comes up. But, dang. I should have shorted it in the after hours yesterday. Next time. Next time I have that suspicion, I will do that. <laughs> On the other hand, Peloton continues to run. Uh, quite an impressive move for the day. Uh, otherwise, mostly quiet. Snap and GM fallings, uh, GM on the downgrade. That makes me, that does make me wonder what's happening at Snap. It's possible that Snap is really just taking uh, or or falling back down because of that insane, like, 50% day it had after earnings. All right, let's see here. You know, I always think this is such a such a funny comment. People are like, "Oh, Doctor Fudd." It's like, what do you want me to say? You want me to just lie to your face? You know, if, if there's bad news, that's what I report. If there's good news, that's what I report. Uh, you know, I I, I don't make I don't make the news. Go give me better CPI data. You you don't want you don't want fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Then then go over uh, to the Thursday CPI data release and make it six percent make it come in great so I could go buy stocks again. Please make it plummet. I would love that. I would love nothing more because it is more stressful being outside the market than in the uh, in the market. So it's just these like these these allegations of like, oh, it's Dr. Fun or whatever. It's like, what the hell do you want me to do? You lie to you? It's so stupid. It's really stupid. Uh, all right. Oh, snap is offering convertible bonds. Oh, I see. Okay. due in 20, uh, 28, 1.25 billion of convertible senior notes. Okay. So they're raising money. Uh, all right. Well, that makes sense. Uh, and they're, they're, they're the stock's not loving that. You know, it's actually kind of brilliant. If you think about it, they, they surged 50% after earnings. And then, uh, and then what do they immediately do? Let's raise money. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because the CEO, one on CNBC is like, we think we're doing better than Facebook. We're killing it out there. We know TikTok's a competitor, but our metrics are so much better on a per this, that, whatever. And, and uh, you know, I mean, there were some things he said that were a little humble, which, which I thought was nice. But but the the overall message was like, we're freaking awesome. And it's like, okay, so the stock surges after earnings after, well, because it fell like 30%, 30 or 40% the day before. It recovers all of that pain, goes up like fifty percent. CNBC goes, you know, pumps it with the CEO, and then what? The next day, uh, you know, one or two business days later, they they uh, they issue a bunch of convertible bonds, you know, which dilute shareholders. It's it's quite brilliant. I mean, really, I have to say, the uh, the 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 level of coordination in the market to really just screw people is is quite impressive. Uh, and sad. It's it's terrible. Uh, Lucid's down another three percent right now. Uh, theta decay on the options. Honestly, it's probably about three percent. Let me look here. Because uh, I've been short Lucid, but I've also been trading. Uh, let me see here. Theta decay. I lose six and a half cents a day. Well, that's not as bad. That's only a little over uh, four. Depends what you paid, I guess. That's about okay. In in two days, you would lose about three point two percent. Not that bad yet, uh, but still high one point six percent. But anyway, people always forget. You, you got you, you don't know what theta decay is. Stocks and psychology of money course is for you. You you got you got to look at that. Uh, all right. So Snap just hates this. Now it's down almost. It's almost down seven percent. Just crazy. Uh, But then, again, it's also a wonderful rug pull to do the convertible bond offering. Right after your hodlers went through, like, a crazy week last week. I mean, to some degree, you know, the company does get the money, so they have more cash, which gives them more resilience. But in the short term, it's sometimes a little bit of a slap in the face because the, the share price does go down. Okay. Is Tesla still green? Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Hey, to decay the greek god of time mm-hmm. uh yeah no this this is wishful thinking so so the theory here in this comment is that hey if inflation expectations let's say are going up or inflation in general is going up and companies can raise prices to have higher margins which is exactly what they're doing that's great. You know, the, the thesis is, oh, companies should do well, right? And, and then therefore stock prices shouldn't come down, right? No, don't work that way. The reason, uh, and Tesla's actually popping on a little one minute right here. Uh, the reason is if we think we're going to have a very aggressive Fed and we get high inflationary numbers, and we think there's the potential that the Fed could crimp the economy at the same time as we have higher inflation and you start getting recessionary concerns or you start getting stagflationary concerns, the, the market has not priced in anything remotely close to those sorts of scenarios. The market's pricing in a smooth landing. So it don't matter how profitable Apple is when their valuation gets cut You know, from, from whatever it is, a 30 PE to, to, to 20, let's just say as an example. I, I don't know exactly what it is right now. Uh, so the bigger boogeyman is the sentiment of the market, and if sentiments of markets turns down, I don't care how great your cash flow is. It's the same thing as rental properties or, or like uh, like multifamily real estate. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter uh, how stable your rents are if, if valuations change. Valuations change. So hopefully they don't. The real estate market has been incredibly incredibly resilient. Yeah, and and it's just the demand is is insane. I mean everything's selling with multiple offers. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, okay, so. You know, what was interesting about Tesla is that Tesla actually reported some news that wasn't that great yesterday, Uh, I didn't think. But they were talking about how they removed a a particular chip because of the uh, uh, supply shortages in China. Uh, And and I think it was probably mostly fuddish, but what was somewhat annoying about it was anybody who wants to get FSD in the future in China who has this missing chip. Is now no longer just going to be able to get FSD via software update, they'll uh, or over the air update. They'll actually have to get this chip reinstalled, which I suppose it's better to get the cars out than not, especially if it doesn't affect safety. But but still, it was uh, not uh, not 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 that ideal. Uh, yeah, it's Harley Davidson story. You know, we covered their earnings at the beginning of the call, or not the beginning of the call, the beginning of the live stream. Uh, Let's see what they're doing. Harley. Yeah, Harley's up 10%. Well, that's I'm gonna add them because I I like watching them Uh, I watch I look at their earnings every so often, but I didn't actually have them on the list here Okay Velodyne has almost gone back to no gain (laughs) Man, I should have just shorted it when I said that's okay. That's all right. I mean, we knew this was ridiculous It's what I said yesterday. I maintained that It's what I believed when we opened the live stream here and it's still what i believe this is the stupidest rally i've ever seen i mean i've seen some pretty stupid rallies but this is one of uh this this one's definitely up there in terms of stupid low volume fake out rally i just feel bad for for people who get caught on those you know imagine you bought velodyne yesterday uh as it's soaring right so you're like oh my gosh i got you know i got the tweet all the volatility and stuff all the volume or whatever and you buy this thing as it's soaring and let's say you buy it right here at like 550, right? And you're like, "Oh my gosh, I just I just made an easy buck 50 on my shares." And then you go to sleep. You know, and then you wake up and you wake up to 420. <laughs> um you yeah, know, it would just suck. But I don't know, I guess that's what happens. So, okay, Piton. I don't know if we're actually really going to get rejected over here at 3428, but uh it seems like we're relaxing a little bit. JPM's actually moving a little bit here. 2.77. Let's see if Bloom's got any news for us. We talked about Barons. I got to really look into that productivity curve. TDoc tanking. Is that true? <laughs> see, what, what is this? Dude, you got to be kidding me. This was the strategist from yesterday. Okay. I kid you not. This is ridiculous. So, this is what they're telling you guys, okay? This is what they're Bloomberg. This is this is disgusting. Okay, hold on. I'm I'm now going this. Okay, I'm pissed. Look at this. The very first article on Bloomberg.com is J.P. Morgan strategists see surefire sign it's time to buy stocks. Notice how they don't tell you which strategist. You know, it's not like some dude at J.P.M. No, no. It, they're implying that J.P. Morgan, the entire bank, is saying. It's time to buy stocks, right? But look at this. Okay, watch this. What did I start this live stream off with? Look, look right there in the middle. David Kelly, chief global strategist at JP Morgan, says it's frankly worrying and investors should prepare to switch towards long duration assets and tilt towards value and growth stocks. Now, maybe, maybe they're suggesting the same, but based on my readings of these two reports, they're not. Like this was just like buy the dip on everything. And this is like mm, uh, get out of the US. You know, it's like I it seems like two very, very, very different uh and no mention there about the time. I, whatever. It's it's you know, it's it's the media narrative. It's this is what they tell you in the back end, this is what they tell you in the front end. I don't get it. It just it seems discongruent. It's how can on how can on Bloomberg in the back end you say this, but on the front end you put that on the front page? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, I'm becoming too jaded. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to take a sip of cold coffee now. Ah, all right. David Kelly is a bear says someone. Oh, let's get him. Let's get an interview. <laughs> uh, interview. Anyway. I really, I would love to get Kathy, uh, in for an interview. I don't think she, she ever will. Uh, even though I've been one of her biggest fans uh, for a very, very long time, uh, I did post a video this weekend. I think on Sunday, that was not very nice. Uh, but I've been a, I've been a very big fan of Kathy for a very long time, and, and I've I've agreed with her, and I still do with her long term belief in in uh, deflation in the long term. In the short term, we're on very, very different pages. Uh, there's a lot of pain to come, I think, in the short term, especially for for Ark. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, you don't really see her do any t- interviews other than just, uh, mainstream media stuff. And I think that's, that's a somewhat of a disservice to her, to her investors, especially since she's got such a retail army. Let's see what's going on with T-Doc one sec. She's got such a retail army that loves her and is, is losing so much money with her. Like, come answer some questions, uh, to, to, to commenters or to retail, you know? I I honestly think sometimes you get uh, you, you get these these larger fund folks and uh, and, and they don't they don't want to answer anyone's questions. You know, it's just like they make their their obligatory kind of video once a week, once every other week, they you know their obligatory Bloomberg appearance or whatever. That's good. They don't want to do anymore. Fine. Okay, there's literally no news on T Doc, by the way. Well, there is news now, it's down five point seven percent. Jeez, man. Um uh yeah that's true. Crypto analyst again. I guess I could text him. I don't know if he will come back. Oh Valentine's actually trying to pop off 420. That's funny. Uh what a scam. Uh Piton. Okay, so we've seen these moves here. Sark. Oh, there you go. The the short on arc uh is, is paying off right now. I'm not short it right now, but let's see. Okay. I think otherwise things have somewhat relaxed here. Well, Arc is probably falling here because T-Doc. But wait a minute. Is this the same pattern we had yesterday where we had the little rally at the beginning? And then we start falling? Oh, that's interesting. That's quite interesting. That's very similar. I mean, Tesla is now down almost a percent. Look at Google. Google after the Wall Street bets interview or or, uh, the Wall Street bets pump. You know, this was earnings. And then everybody on Wall Street bets like, that's it, we're going all in on Google. It's got a stock split coming. It's going to the moon. Not in this market. Yeah. Oh, well. And I, I really like Google. I mean, like it's, it's. I, 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 think one of the companies. Like if somebody's like Kevin, you have to choose all in on Bitcoin or Google. I would probably pick Google. Uh, same thing. If I was asked about Tesla or Bitcoin, it'd be Tesla. Uh, but okay, how about this? All in on Google or ooh Google or Apple? That's a tough one. Oh, man, I'm setting myself up for a dip. That's hard. Oh, man. I don't know if I could answer that one. I think Google's got the better valuation right now. And I really think that YouTube is underestimated. And given that as a service and advertising, uh, I'd, I'd probably lean towards Google, actually, versus products uh, over at Apple. I'd, yeah, yeah, probably be Google. No, I really like Google. Mm, no. How about Baba? No, 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 no. <laughs> no Baba for me. No, thank you. Uh, 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 all right. So some volatility coming here, first hour, eh, whatever. Uh, Snap, still sitting and uh, trying to knock on the door of that 7% decline there. Peton is just killing it today. I guarantee you it is all, and I can't, I mean, no, no, no guarantees, but I, I guarantee without guaranteeing that this is all speculation on, uh, on the acquisition. What would you buy in a recession? I mean, me, uh, I I think in a recession, everything gets hit, you know, probably with you probably would see a goal uh, like a, a a shorter short term. I don't think long term, but you'd probably see a short term gold rally. I I don't love uh, in, investing in gold. I don't have any gold. Uh, but but that would be a trade right? because the reason uh I I think you would see a pop is because if we went into a recession, I think you'd have a lot of people freak out really fast. Like oh my gosh, I need to get some gold. And, and, and then uh, then you end up seeing some form of a, a gold rally short term. Uh, gold's been pretty flat. Here let's let's do this really quick. Let's look. Uh, gold price. There we go. There you go. yeah here. So here's your 20 year chart on gold. And I think what's what's worth looking at is really the last five here. Actually, probably last since the pandemic. Let's just go to two years here. So gold basically done nothing. It's got this mass, you know, that's actually a nice consolidating pattern if if I have to say so myself. That is quite a consolidating pattern, which, you know what happens with consolidating patterns? You get a breakout to either the up or the downside, usually. I mean, look, if I were to draw a wedge on this, this would be freaking perfect. Can I can I get this on Weeble? Does anybody know the ticker for this? I mean, I could do IAU, which is not really gold. Uh it's just yeah, it's not gonna be as ideal. Let me to the week chart. Ah, that works. Okay, that'll work. I mean that that should be good enough as a proxy. GLD, yeah, GLD is just like IAU. It's it's a, another you know, uh, ETF style. Thing. It's it's not it's not gold spot like what I, what I'm wondering is is uh, gold spot and and I don't think that Google or uh, Weeble does commodities. I don't know. Oh come on! I, I mean, on the week chart, I don't know, man. Like, and, and we can I can find I don't really care to right now. We could fine tune this a little bit and start trying to draw lines up or down or whatever. I don't really feel like doing it right now. Uh, but it's quite the, it's, it's, it's obvious. I mean, you could visualize it without even drawing lines. It's quite the consolidation. Um, but yeah, I, that would be, in my opinion, just a a shorter term kind of trade. If, if you end up getting like a fear panic, like real fear, like people keep trying to show me the, uh, what's it called? The, the fear and greed index. And they're like, Oh, but Kevin. Fear and greed index. The CNN one. Oh my gosh. Because CNN all of a sudden knows. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, People keep showing me this thing. And they're like, but Kevin, but Kevin, it says there's fear now. That last year there was greed. That a month ago it was neutral. And I'm supposed to be greedy when it's fearful, right? Like, Wait until the thing gets to zero. <laughs> uh, no, I, I know. That's... That's... Um, that's uh, a, a little bearish. But... Uh, I'm just disappointed. In, in J-Pow's U-turn, which led to mine. Right? It's I blame him. I blame him for everything. That's it. It's his fault. It's not me. It's him. And if he was here, I would tell him that to his face. J-Pow... I had to flip because of you. And I was you for Halloween. How does that make you feel? You stabbed the one person in the world in the back who dressed as you for Halloween. I had like three hours of makeup to look like you. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Dang it, pal. Oh, well. JPM's killing it today. Uh, I mean, for for uh, you know one of your top fifteen here in the S and P to be up three point three percent, while you got pain and other things uh, like Snapchat still got its pain here seven percent on the convertible bond offering. You've got uh, Lucid down now three point six percent. It's fallen even more. Roblox down two point eight one. Nvidia down two point eight. Square oh arcs recovered a teeny tiny little bit. Uh, Matterport. Geez, you know, the, the matterport pain ain't going away. Probably not at lemonade either. Um and remember, folks, I, I think if there's a quote for you to remember, it's that when when stocks fall, here, hold on. People like doing this. They say, but Kevin, look. Oh, but Kevin Ark used to be $159. Now it's $70. Look how cheap it is. And I'm like, hold on there, Jimmy. There's a difference between cheaper and cheap. So remember that. Cheaper does not mean cheap. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. All right. All right, anything else? Yeah, I uh, I do have uh, another bit of news to report. Uh, and that is that I got a, um, uh, what are those things called? What are the, the little racks that you put paper in? A paper rack? I got a paper rack. Uh, so now I can put my hands in there. <laughs> anyway, I did get a paper rack. It hold, and it holds everything together. All right. I got to go. I'll see y'all later. Goodbye. Check out FTX by the LinkedIn.